Have you ever done heroin, John? Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's November 26, 2009. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, episode 151. This is no agenda. Happy Fang... Fake Thanksgiving Day, everybody. Enjoy your shopping experience. Coming to you from the Minimum Security Containment Cell Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West, San Francisco, California. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where the weather is again uh, awfully nice, especially for a Thanksgiving in November, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Sorry, I fumbled that myself. Mm. It wasn't too professional. That's okay. Nobody cares. <laughs> I do. No, I, I'll listen to the beginning of the show going, crap, crap, crap. I could have done that. I could have done that better. I'm very critical. So, um, yeah, we're a little late. We're a little late. I think you should explain to the audience with the, with the appropriate apologies. Oh, actually, why should you be apologizing? It's yeah, not I your shouldn't. fault. It's not my fault. No. So I, I fire everything up. <clears throat> uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm jacked down deep into the into the system on my MacBook Pro, working with a program called Jack Pilot, so I can actually reroute streams of audio. And that's not like a stream you get on your uh, on, uh, on you know, like like a shoutcast stream, but it's actual streams within the guts of uh, of the system. And Apple has this audio setup called Core Audio, which is, I mean, it's fantastic because professional musicians use this a lot for exactly this type of function functionality. They've got you know, go into any studio these days, you'll see that there's a there's a Mac running a lot of the the basics of the system, and all it's like everything was misconfigured. There was alerts popping up because you have to you know I have a configuration. I hit okay, route it basically, and it sets everything up, and it was like borking all over the place, and of course. I knew immediately that uh, the system update that I'd received from Apple, which I waited three weeks on, and I'm very good about this. I, you know, when the new system update comes out, I never install it immediately. I wait, I look around, I see if there's any problems. I always read the expanded um, change log. Nothing about core audio whatsoever in the change log. So last night I'm like, okay, might as well go. I'll, I'll install it. And I knew immediately this was the problem. And uh, I guess they replaced their audio drivers deep within core audio. So I had to go and set everything up again. But, uh, you know, this is like a, a Thursday morning. It's it's 830. I'm freaking out here because I know the show's coming up. And uh, it took some investigative work under the gun. But I got it done. Um, and, and, and I'll say something. That the reason why Apple has to mess with so much of their core audio and all of their lower level stuff is because of uh, DRM and copyright. And I know this because Steve Jobs told me so himself. So when you hear this, uh, you know that rogue amoeba company that Leo keeps harping on as they left the iPhone development platform? You know why that is? Why? Because these are the guys that get screwed by this whole DRM thing. It's about the hijacking of the audio at higher sample rates that Apple made a deal with the, with the industry not to do that. Because, you know, you can basically steal songs that way. And they make a product called Audio Hijack Pro and another product called, I think, Airfoil, which lets you stream audio, you know, to your airport extreme or whatever. So the only reason this is happening is because they, you know, at the end of the day, Apple did sell their soul to the music industry. Well, okay. 
So, so there were some some changes going on. Pisses me off. Yeah, well, I don't blame you. I just the question that that comes to my mind is why don't you do the update after the show's over? Yeah, I did it. I did it after the last show. Hmm. <laughs> I did it after the last show and before this show. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, like you know, not the day before the show. So you, so we're late, and you're complaining, and you're you're in a nasty mood. You're not your normal crackpot self. I am. I am my normal crackpot self, John, and I'm going to prove it to you by playing a nice little song for you. Come on, everybody, sing along. The words are easy. Follow the bouncing ball. Making up dead of the old hard way. Fudging the numbers day by day Ignoring the snow and the cold in a downward line Here it comes Hide the decline Hide the decline Hide the decline <laughs> This is uh, <laughs> a new YouTube video <laughs> Hide the decline <laughs> I love it when, uh, when everyone gets into the game on Climate Gate so, climate gate. You know, the thing is, so they had a, uh, I was watching the uh, the news hour brought to you by Monsanto ah, and others. Yes, yes, of and by the way, they have that same Monsanto. spiel, all these, they have all these same commercials at the beginning of the show that they do at the end, which I find interesting. But anyway, so they spent, I, I timed it out at something, just a little over 16 minutes at the beginning of the last show, I think this was the one maybe yesterday or the day before, 16 minutes out of the hour, which is over... over Wait a minute, 16 minutes? Is there underwriters and sponsors? No, no, no. I, you didn't let me finish the I'm sentence. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 16 minutes of the... Sh no, the under... There's a couple minutes on the, both ends on that, but that's not 16 minutes. 16 minutes on climate, on the climate change, oh. uh, on the Copenhagen thing. But not on the. But, minutes. but not but, on the. Is there any other news out there? But not I mean, on the climate gate. Going, there's a thing they did. Oh, well, here's another thing. 16 minutes, and they never once brought up those memos. <laughs> of course not. Oh, this it wasn't about that. It was all. It was all assumed that we're. It, it was the 16 minutes was devoted to the fact that Obama made these promises that he's going to cut the you know the emissions by 85 percent by 2050 or something like that, as oh, if yeah. any like he's going to have any say in it. But um, I have. A, but yeah, but I got a couple of clips because obviously in the background was lurking the. Um, the, these memos, the leaked memos from. Uh, well, it's not know, just. Let, let's just restate for people who are just joining the show because it is. It is a very important. Um, something very important happened here. This is, in a sense, in essence, a, a smoking gun, because these emails, thousands of emails, computer code, um, lots of um, really incriminating evidence, and and it's been admitted that these are their emails, indeed. It's incriminating evidence that one of the most important centers for the data that is supposed to supposedly proven that the science is in. It's all clear according according to and Al everyone Gere. agrees. Everyone agrees. All scientists in the world agree that it's it's for the is, first time in history. All scientists right. all agree. All science agree. Yeah, except for the thirty thousand who don't agree. But okay, the IPCC, which is a part of the United Nations, they all agree. That there is uh, man-made global warming. Now, of course, they already knew that it wasn't actually warming, so they kind of changed that to climate change, which obviously happens all the time. I mean, the, the climate just changed in the past week here in San Francisco as we move into winter. So, of course, uh, 
climate change. But then the whole reason for this is to introduce cap-and-trade legislation, which basically is a tax based upon CO2 uh, creation. And we're doing that right now, John. We are uh, creating CO2 by... As we exhale. Yes, uh, opening our pie holes. Um, and this, and he'll take that one step further to Copenhagen. Uh, and I actually, I didn't play the, the audio of that last week. I should look that up for you. Uh, the new president of the European Union is actually saying, hey, this is great because, you know, now Copenhagen and, uh, and we have this, you know, cap and trade, uh, pro- popping up everywhere. This is one, one more step closer to global, global government. And, uh, now if you're all for it, then you're probably jumping up and down and you're, yay, I'm happy, global government, we're all saved. But, uh, I don't think we're, uh, we believe too much in that. So that's, uh, no. that's yeah. pretty much, uh, that's the, not bad. That was a good rundown. Yeah. And, and, and this, of course, is huge, not just for the rundown that I explained, but the fact that scientists are actually manipulating data, deleting data. Um, and, you know, when you read personal emails, it's always going to seem a little more inflammatory, perhaps, than when it was written. But some of this stuff is it's just clear. I, I, I'd say the science is clear. Uh, these guys were hiding it. They were hiding the decline, hiding the, the, the decline in temperature. Okay. Back so, uh, so I know that you know, even though they they've spent 16 minutes on the topic, and mostly uh, just to give you the, the typical rundown is that Obama's stepping forward with this great idea, but even though he says it's going to probably be a year before they can approve a real treaty. Meanwhile, the Indians and the Chinese have both said, "Oh, that's great. We think the United States should do this." Or, or as the Indian guy was saying, and I think I have a clip of this, the Indian guy saying, "Maybe the United States should do even more. Stop all emissions and just go out of business." And, <laughs> Turn and, and the Chinese are just kind of saying, you know, this is not our problem. We didn't start this. We're not having. We don't have nothing to do with it. Even though we now are producing more CO two and, and and various uh, greenhouse gases, as they were called, as they're called, uh, than anybody. But screw it, because we had nothing to do with it. So you guys can stuff it. And uh, you know, once you straighten out your problem, then maybe we'll do something. I mean, in other words, they're just telling us to go pound salt and with a smile on their face. By the way, and, oh, I'm sorry. Of course, we're just still, well, we, we, oh, we guilt-ridden liberals have to say, well, oh, God, oh, I, you're uh, right. we should We, we should we, stop producing and send all our money to poor people. So anyway, so uh, meanwhile, you know that they were having meetings going, what are we going to do? You know, and, of course, they didn't bring the uh, these memos up at all in the packages that were done on the news hour no, at no, all. Of course I think not. somebody mentioned it in passing and just kind <laughs> of like when they were interviewing someone. And... Um, but it was just essentially wasn't part of the the package, and uh, so. But you know they they know about it, but they don't know what to do about it. Oh, we can't report this. This will screw everything up. Well, what they're we waiting for, a, but John, they're, they're they're clearly waiting for someone to come up with the meme for the meme to catch on that they can all jump on. That you know, well, so I've I've heard a couple people try. Oh well, you know, we don't know if the documents are real, uh, even yeah, though they, they, they even though work. we know they're real. No, that doesn't work. So okay, so here, so here's what I'm thinking. They're having, they had a meeting. You know, the PR people. Oh, what are we going to do? This is terrible. We have to kind of change the the basis for the discussion. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, well, how are you going to change the basis for the discussion? I've got it. Okay. Look, there's a decline in global uh, people believing in global warming, but there's but if you really start looking at the numbers, people really do want health care. They really do. They want it. Look at <laughs> all the numbers. So how can we twist this? <laughs> okay. I, I've got it. Play okay. the Lancet. Lancet on the way. 
series of studies released today in the British medical journal The Lancet could give another boost to advocates of addressing climate change. The studies found that cutting carbon emissions could save millions of lives, mostly by reducing the number of deaths from heart and lung diseases. Climate change is not only about economics and it's not Uh, only about the environment, it's about about your health. Linda Birnbaum is director of the National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences at NIH, which helped finance the studies. Really? You don't you don't say. (laughs) No, wait, before you play the rest of it. I want people to pay attention to what this woman has to say. She's, you know, if we're going to talk about the, the basis for the climate change argument or the global warming argument, it's CO2. But she all of a sudden brings into, the, into play essentially soot and other normal pollution uh, pollutants that have already been d- d- taken care of for the most part. Yeah, by, by cleaning up our chimneys so she, and catalysts but, and all kinds of stuff. Listen to her discussion about how it's so important for the, this climate change action to take place. And without, she never mentioned CO2 once because there's no, you can't mention CO2. It's a natural thing that's in the air. So, okay, so, yeah, you, so you can't let what you eliminate all CO two, then we just kill every plant in the world. So so I'm so I'm already I'm already on this with you, John. So so they're going to shift away from uh, from the actual global warming and the horrible. And by the way, I have a BBC um, report that came out just you know just two days ago after all of this has been out that you know they're still saying floods and mudslides and devastation all from global warming. So they're going to move away from that. I'm going to say, well, it's basically, you know, CO2 is toxic. We have to stop all pollution. Of course, they can't mention that, the CO2 in the argument. But so listen to this woman who's who's the spokesperson for the people who funded the study that the Lancet ran. As we avoid increases in ozone, we avoid more hospital visits, we (laughs) avoid more doctor's visits, and we actually avoid deaths. We know that, for example, that black carbon, which settles out very, very quickly, and we can have immediate benefit, affects people's health. Wait, what is is black carbon, uh, John? Soot! (laughs) It's soot, for God's sake. Black black carbon. It's got Uh, nothing to do with any of this. It's a a great name. Ozone? What's ozone got? What, a CO2 uh, now making ozone somehow? Now they're just throwing all the the buzzwords in they can. It's just like ozone layer. Oh, yeah, ozone. Uh, Black carbon black yeah. carbon hello soot call it what it is <laughs> how about acid rain bring that one back that worked for a while too. <laughs> I think they're, 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 no they're not going to do that all right here we go we know that things like methane which are pro- oh methane that sounds dangerous produced from a variety of sources yeah from my ass <laughs> have major impacts on our health and our well-being, and again, by preventing them, we can prevent cardiovascular disease, we can prevent respiratory disease, we can prevent certain cancers, we can prevent certain obesity. Despite such reports, a new poll found the percentage of Americans who believe in global warming fell over the past year from 80 to 72 percent. That could make passing a climate bill and reaching a global agreement all the more all the more difficult. Yeah, cut her off. I, I, I'm buying into it, John. I mean, that's a very good way for them to go. Is but I I think that they will come back to the to the CO2 because um, this is all of the all these documents have all been about the temperatures. So so I think what's going to happen now is well, look, hear me now. Believe me, believe me later. The science is in. CO2 levels are rising. That's undeniable, of course, except for the deniers. 
Um, and this Denialist. is killing us. Yes. And this is killing us. And I do believe it's going to still be about CO2 reduction because you're probably right. Yeah, it kills people. CO2 kills people. Yeah, if you put a plastic bag over your head and you only breathe CO2, yeah, it will kill you. By the way, it, it's what plants need to breathe. Didn't we have this in third grade? We exhale no. CO2. Plants go through a process called, uh, uh, photosynthesis, photosynthesis, and then they uh, pump out oxygen, which we breathe. It's a beautiful system, the way the good Lord intended it to be. Yeah, but the, those plants, they won't get involved in the cap and trade with us. <laughs> the dead blasted The whole thing is about cap and trade, so, so you can set up a scam market so you can trade credits. Yes. And exactly. make money and make money on the com. In other words, you take just or take the commission. You can make more money doing that, or you can or you can make tons of money if you own the uh, the exchange. I think uh, Al Gore's got a piece of one of them. Oh yeah. And the whole thing is obviously a money grab, and it's got nothing to do with anything. I mean, soot is bad. I agree, but it's got nothing to do with anything. So Christopher um, uh, Viscount Christopher. Moncton, who was actually a huge greenie, is now and um, who you know he doesn't. I don't even think he eats meat. The guy's a total greenie. He is now saying that these um, uh, scientists are criminals. Uh, there's calls for uh, resignation of uh, one of the top scientists. Um, it's really, uh, you know, there, there is some noise, but, uh, the big lamestream media are just, you know, shutting up about it. The BBC, actually, the, the top meteorologist, I think the weather guy, actually, <laughs> uh, Paul Hudson, he's the weather guy over at the BBC. He's a young guy. I think he's kind of switched on. He had these emails from the 12th of October. They were sent to him and he sat on them. He did nothing with them. He had them for over a month. Wow. And now he's just saying, oh, well, you know, I'll probably blog about them. <laughs> Literally, I have the link in the show notes at uh, noagendashow.com. I'll blog about it. Yeah, what is, literally says, um, the leaked files would show 4,000 documents. Uh, where was it? I can't. Uh, I wanted to read that quote. It was pretty funny. Uh Oh, well, it's in there somewhere. He says, I'm going to blog about it. Stupid Paul Hudson. Uh, the BBC, meanwhile, on this whole, in the midst of this whole climate gate uh, extravaganza, published uh, the following report, and this is from Tuesday. Three UK groups studying climate change have issued a strong statement about the dangers of failing to cut emissions of green oh, greenhouse gases may be the buzzword as well john the royal society the met office and natural environment research council better known as nerc say the science of climate change is more alarming than ever Yes, yeah, I read this. This game. More they're trying to make ever. more noise than the other <laughs> side. So they're just making this. Yeah, more alarming than ever. And, it's, and, the, and the seas are going to raise six feet. Yeah. Oh, we're all going to die. By the way, that whole um, that whole uh, Copenhagen. Have you have you seen that? So we have Copenhagen, which of course is, and our president has now officially announced he will be attending. Um. There's billboards and a website uh, called Hopenhagen.org. Yeah, I've uh, heard of Hopenhagen. I didn't follow up on it, though. 
Well, I, I did follow up on it, and I looked for. Of course, whenever I see a website like this, which is basically, you know, we have hope. Sign the petition. You know, it's all six billion of us. Save the world, Copenhagen. If we can get a global agreement, it's all going to be awesome. And uh, so, I, who is behind this well, hope, exactly. hope in Copenhagen? So, who's, right. who's the people that that came up with? Why are why are is our president going to this meeting in Copenhagen? That, or why is anybody going? If you look at the people that are on the board there, it's all just a bunch of Greenpeace people. Uh, I mean, they just throw a meeting and everyone shows up. Can we do yeah. that? Can we have like a some sort of crazy <laughs> meeting and just have the president show up and yeah. then sign something? Yeah, John, we tried to do that in Vegas. We had three people <laughs> sign up. We should have invited the president. <laughs> we, we, made it a green thing. We, we have no pull. So I do a who is on hopenhagen.org. Of course, it's registered to Ogilvy, New York, which is a huge ad agency. Wait, wait, stop, 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 stop. You did a who is on hopenhagen.org. With all these people signing a petition, and you're telling me that the people who are actually own and run the site is a PR agency? It's one, one, of, of, the it's biggest? one of the largest in the world, yeah. The PR uh, advertising agency. Yes, yes. Yeah, Ogilvy. Ogilvy, yeah, one of the largest in the world. But They're then, huge. Yeah, but then go to our partners, Friends of Hopenhagen. Well, let's see. We have Coca-Cola. <laughs> oh, all great. their clients. Yes, SAP. Oh, so this thing is Siemens, rigged. This, is a, this is a scam. Yeah, of course it's a scam. This is an out-and-out out scam. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody ever do a who is on any of these sites, or they just run with it? It's oh, like, look, Coca-Cola's in on it. Oh, and I tell you, I still do an old an old school command line. Who is? <laughs> I, I can't. I can't help myself. Yeah, it's it, literally supporting partners. Thanks also to our supporting partners who have lent strong voices to the movement. BMW Group. <laughs> uh, if you look at the partners, it's a huge list. Well, give me a few more names. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. Uh. We see what who okay. You know, I wonder if their CEOs are even aware they're on this thing. Business Week. um, Oh, Business Week. There you go. Now we have a newspaper. Wait a minute. We have a we have a publication that's supposed to be that's supposed to have some integrity, and they're signing on to this thing like like a hook, like a fish. Sure, Pandora. Scientific American. Seventeen. Wait a minute. That's another mag. That's a magazine. They shouldn't be listed there. What? Magazines are supposed to be giving people, like, you know, they're supposed to sift news for us. They're not supposed to join one side. Listen to this. Business India, Business Insider, Business Standard, Business Week. Oh, I can give you lots more than that. Euro News, Newsweek, Natural History, National Geographic, Mother Jones. This may, I think you're right. It's just all their clients. McCann, World Group, Ketchum. So these are all the advertising agents. Oh, Huffington Post. Yay, Huffington Post. Very good. That's yeah, a good, that's good news. For us. Gawker. Um, Gawker. New York Magazine. Um, the Japan Times. The Green News oh, So we can news expect Network. nothing but objective reporting from all these people. Absolutely. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yahoo. Warner Brothers Digital Media. You know what this is, John? Is is and agencies do this all the time. By the way, I love the. Im- you should really look at the site. The imaging. Here's a fine-looking kind of Asian young man looking up towards the sky. Which one is this? Hope uh, Hopeonomics or what do you call it? Hopenhagen. Hopenhagen dot org. Hey, sign the petition. It says eleven days left to seal the deal. 
seal the deal. We've got to seal the deal. Let me see what it said. This is the funniest shit. So anyway, what these agencies do from time to time, and it's always around Christmas, by the way, um, is they set Ooh, it up and they, they email all of their clients and you know, they get them all on board and, hey, we're going to save the world and join up. And then it's, it's basically a big client stroke. And uh, it'll be well, good. Oh, case, spread this hope. Is, Look, this is ring. humiliating. As a, as a, as a. Oh, jeez, this is horrible. This guy <laughs> looking in the air looks like he's staring at the sun. Hey, buddy, you're gonna go blind. <laughs> I love. Uh... What is this picture? People, you have to go to hopeinhagen.org and look at partners, and you'll see this idiot, and the whole thing's scrap. Oh, this is just ridiculous. Oh, check this out. Oh, check this out. The, uh, go to Ho- Copenhagen. The Huffington Post is sending a citizen journalist to COP15, which is a government website, as a Hopenhagen ambassador. That citizen journalist could be you. Upload your video entry before it's too late. Huffington Post. Paid. Don't ever read that again. Yeah, they're obviously taking they're taking sides on an issue they should be reporting on. Yeah, you can't trust those bastards. No, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to me that this continues to be, and it's so transparent. It's not like you, I mean, I guess they're fooling somebody, but it's like I mean, if anyone actually takes a look or thinks about it, they must realize that this is a scam. 11 days to seal the deal. Seal what the deal? deal? <laughs> to save what the deal? world. Save the world. Save the world. Save the world. No, save no. The seal, world. It says deal. What's a deal? I mean, what deal are they talking about? The deal about? is to save the world. And, and, and as all of this is coming down, John, I'm thinking to myself, Al Gore absolutely deserved his Oscar. He just got it oh, in the wrong. Absolutely. He, he no just kidding. got it in the wrong category. Nobel Prize for literature. Yeah. He got it in the wrong category. It should have been science fiction instead of documentary. Yeah, <laughs> the guy totally deserves it. And, and oh, the, the guy, I didn't realize this guy was this smart. He probably would have been a good president. He would have scammed everybody. Unfortunately, he probably lined his pockets in the same time. Maybe he'd be more like Spiro Agnew. But uh, <laughs> whatever the case, this is re- this Hope and Hagen site is, re- and it's uh, it's pretty. I'm bad, disgusted. Yeah, totally it's, disgusted. It's pretty bad. Ogilvy. Yeah. Well, you know. They're just a... I don't blame them. They're just paid to do a job. They're essentially mercenaries, you know, of, of a sort. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do what they have to do. But these other people that sign on to this, they're the, the idiots. And I really, I really wish I could, you know, take a lot of credit for all this investigative journalism I did. But, you know, it's like five letters. Who is... <laughs> yeah, we work our asses off typing in who really is hard, really and hard. finding all this stuff out instantly while the mainstream media and the rest of them are just lockstep into somebody else's uh, story. Me- I don't know. Meanwhile, uh, in Gitmo Nation uh, Down Under, um, there's a lot going on, man, in uh, Well, in, and, in and before you get into that, we must mention today's oh, our, our executive, executive producer. producer. Yes, who, who do we have and who are our AEPs? Oh. Uh, we only got one. We got the one executive producer, and uh, by the way, and he is from down under. Lovely. He. We got a lot. Of, we, we're still getting an awful lot of support from Australia, which I find interesting. But it. But it's our. It, but it's our old friend, the executive producer from from uh, number one forty nine, Michael Michael Menzies. Oh, Michael. Yeah, sure. From uh, Eltham, uh, middle of nowhere, Australia, who gave us another three hundred dollars, and uh, I love you, man. It's a good Thanksgiving. Knew he was going to be the executive producer and thought he'd be, you know, 
do it again. He's, so he's the only executive producer we have this week. So he takes the whole thing. And I'm going to. Uh, I'm just going to bet when we talk about it later on that we didn't do too well because, of course, everyone's too busy saving money for Black Friday. Black Friday, <laughs> everybody. Hey, you know, uh, one of our producers pointed out, and this was uh, Chase Rozdilski. He says, I seem to remember a show about a year ago that you and John were going to make predictions for this year's Black Friday about how many people will be killed during the Black Friday fury. I would love to hear your predictions on the show today. Well, that's a very good question. How many people do you think will die during uh, Black Friday this year, John? Well, of natural causes, there's going to be quite a few. But of people that are dying, I'm going to actually predict zero. Zero deaths. Ah, come on, man. I, let's. I'm going to throw ten in there just because I think that it might. There might be one at least. You know, one mall rush. There could be one H and M sale where some famous. I think designer they're so freaked out. out about these people dying during these things that they're doing. They're opening the doors early. There's 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 been training. There's been seminars. There's been all the things that American business does to prevent these the bad publicity that results from somebody getting killed in your store trying to you know grab an Elmo or something. <laughs> Or in this year, apparently, a DVD player, or Blu-ray. So let me just uh, f- finish up the uh, the Climate Gate segment here, which we don't have a jingle for yet. Um, so it's the, it's the the Rudd government down there in uh, Gitmo Nation uh, down under. And um, so it, I love the story. The federal opposition will back the Rudd government's emissions trading scheme. So they're already a little bit further. That's why we have so many folks uh, in Australia listening to us because you know they're in the middle of it. We're still you know we're still trying to push stuff through to make this horrible tax happen. Uh, so uh, they will back the uh, emissions trading scheme after Liberal leader Malcolm Turnbull last night told climate change dissidents he was the boss. Quote. I'm the leader. I've made the call. Shut up and sit down, you bitches. I make the. I call the shots around here. I'm the big He's boss. He's the decider. Man. I am the decider. You are the denialist. You are dissidents. Dissidents, all of you. I tell you, I should take you out back and give you two to the head, bitches. Yeah. Yeah, enough of your acting. I thought it was pretty good, actually. We need to get some bit parts for the both of us. Is anybody in Hollywood listening to this show? Yeah, really. I mean, we could use. I could use a bit part. That's what I'm looking for. So, do you have the clip? Uh, you want to play something else? That, that the, the the clip that I have that discusses the uh, Chinese and Indian. Yeah, the, yeah the China uh, and India. Sure. You want just do you just need setup or just blow into it? Uh, it, it there's a couple interesting points in there. That, that's yeah. Just run it. Global efforts. But China's climate envoy said today the onus should be on developed countries like the U.S. Oh, he didn't say Fuyunga Hunga Hinga, did he? Oh, no, he didn't. What developed countries should do is to take serious action on whether they have been true in words and resolute in deeds in order to solve this problem, which was caused by them. The original hope was that the conference would result in a new treaty to replace the 1997 Kyoto Protocol, which the U.S. ultimately did not sign. By the way, I was living in uh, in Gitmo Nation East in Europe uh, during that whole Kyoto Protocol thing, and there was so much hate for America and George Bush at the time because, of course, America didn't care about the globe. America doesn't care. We're just we're just horrible people. 
Well, there's also this point that the, 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 the funny point, which is always overlooked in this, the fact that George Bush didn't pick it up, pick up the ball. Just let, let, let play the rest of that that little segment. It now appears more likely the summit will produce only a framework for future action. Still, the news of the president's decision was welcomed by many, including oh, well, I must have picked it up. So, stop. So uh, the point is, is that Clinton's the one who actually had the protocol dropped in his lap. Yeah. And he just kind of sat on it. He was supposed to send it to the Senate, never did. He, You know, he did what Obama's going to do, I, I believe. I think George Bush which, actually got blamed for that. Yeah, and George Bush got blamed for it because yeah. all Bushes, are, you know, nobody likes him and then Americans are all, they all suck, but Bush, of course, had to sit on the thing for eight years and Clinton only had to sit on it for a couple of years. You know, it's 97 protocol, 97, 98. I mean, he was out of office in 2000, so he was sitting on it for three years. Bush was sitting on it for for eight. And Obama's going to, is pulling the same thing. I mean, which is good. The president Presidents do have to be, you know, cognizant of the fact that they'll sink the country if they sign off on any of this crap because it's a scam. Well, it's a scam designed to put us in the tank. So I'm, I'm actually now. Was it Obama who promised that he would uh, that he would end global warming? Did he actually was that one of his campaign promises? He promised something. Yes, something along those lines. We'll have to look it up on one of the. There's a couple Obama sites that follow all his promises and what he's reneged on and what yeah. he's actually done. All the ones he's done, he's done quite a few, but they're all minor. I have. You know, I have it's going to change. Change from a, a Parker House role in the White House uh, dining room to a uh, old fat French role. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> actually, here, here's, here's a pretty good one. This is a, a good campaign promise he made. I will promise you this: that if we have not gotten our troops out by the time I am president, it is the first thing I will do. I will get our troops home. We will bring an end to this war. You can take that to the bank. Yep. Take it to the bank. Oh, can we take it to the bank? The bank, yeah, the bank. Ooh, yeah. Wait, to take it to the bank. <laughs> take it to the bank. Oh, wait a minute. The banks are all bankrupt. We can't take it to no bank no more. So, um... You can take that to the bank. So, so he's going to apparently pump up the troops in yeah, Afghanistan, yeah, which, which gives me the opportunity to play the Good Morning Vietnam clip more and more. Well, it's going to be very interesting uh, because right on the heels of this comes um, uh, talk of a war tax. And uh, <laughs> it actually has a name. Of course, I have uh, looked it up for you. Uh, actually, Nancy Pelosi was already saying, uh, "Hey, yeah, it's a pretty good idea." By so, the way, Pelosi, but just a, just a fit because we're still kind of floating around in that climate thing. Pelosi has been uh, pushing. The Republicans walked out of her committee when she was like pushing a hard line on climate change. Uh, that whatever the Chinese or the Indians do uh, is fine. We just have to do. We have to. You know, they don't. They want to bail out. That's fine. We have to do. This. She is very um, deep. Her husband is very deeply involved in, in Chinese businesses. Oh, really? I didn't know. So that. the Chinese would, if the Chinese are given a free reign, she makes even more money. You know, she's the richest person in Congress, and obviously the most corrupt. Yes. Nice, nice Hooters. Nice rack. Yeah, if they're you know probably two bags of plastic. Um, okay, so. Pelosi says, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm not really for sending more troops to Afghanistan, and the and the president will be uh, announcing this uh, from uh, West Point on Tuesday. That will be carried live, of course. 
And, and uh, you know, so it's like, well, you know, um, I found some middle. I'm, I can tell you right now, it's like, you know, this is a ne- necessary war. It's really important. We send more of our young boys and girls over there. You know, General McChrystal, who I admire and respect uh, because he only eats once a day and gets up at 3.30 and, and runs for 59 miles. He's an obvious miles. psycho. He is a complete, yeah, psycho. Um. He's asked for 48000 By the way, not a single lamestream media uh, outfit has actually reported the same number. It's all 48, 44, 40. You know, it's all different numbers. He's probably going to announce about 30000 So it's like, yeah, and, 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 you know, it's like, why don't you have 30,000 18 and 19 year olds in your front yard versus 40,000? There's no fucking difference, okay? It's still all young boys and girls who are going off to be. Can you play that Obama in- clip again? Yeah, of course I can. Here it is. You can take it to the bank. I will promise you this, that if we have not gotten our troops out by the time I am president, it is the first thing I will do. I will get our troops home. We will bring an end to this war. You can take that to the bank. All right. First thing he's going to do. Well, it, well, well I thought it the, first the first thing he thing. was going to do was close Gitmo. Yeah. No, that's How not... many first things did he say he was going to do? <laughs> so let me get to the tax. So this is a, a bill. It is H.R. 4130, introduced, interestingly enough, by Congressman Obey. <laughs> I really like that one. <laughs> Congressman Obey. 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 It is known as the Share the Sacrifice Act of 2010. When I read that title, I was like, oh, my God, Atlas shrugged. Here it is. Share, oh. the, share the Sacrifice Act of 2010. So the idea is um, there will be a um, an, ex- an extra tax, uh, minimum of 1% of net income tax liability. However, the way it's going to work, uh, it's a very, it's very, it's just a proposal, so it's kind of, it's pretty easy to read. Um, the president, uh, here it is. Okay. Uh, in general, the term applicable percentage, so that's basically that the percentage will be, is to be determined, but it will affect everybody, even if you're making 12 grand a year. The president will determine an applicable percentage of your income, which will be, uh, the share the sacrifice tax. And this applicable percentage to be determined by the president means with respect to any taxable year beginning in a calendar year, the percentage which is determined by the president with respect to such calendar year under paragraph two. And then you go look under paragraph two, and essentially it says, whatever the amount is, and they're estimating this to be $1 trillion over 10 years, so they're already expecting it to last 10 more years, so that's a hundred billion dollars a year to the, for the to go to the war that he's going to get our troops out of and yes. take it to the bank. Yes, that then, war. Yeah, well, he's but he's not lying. Listen again to what he's saying. You can take it to the bank. That's exactly where we're going to be taking our money to his to bank. The bank. I will promise you this: that if we have not gotten our troops out by the time I am president, it is the first thing I will do. I will get our troops home. We will bring an end to this war. You can take, take, take that to the bank. Take your money to the bank, known as the IRS. Now, of course, this plays into so many deep emotions because the, um, any member of the armed forces of the United States who received compensation, which was excludable from gross income tax, blah, 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 will not have to um, pay this tax. Uh, 
So if you're in the armed forces or if you're a member of the, if you're a married, I guess, uh, to someone in the armed forces, you won't have to pay this tax. So that's, so they're saying basically it's a support the troops meme. And of course, I support the troops. My whole family is Gitmo. I support troops. I don't support the war. And this tax is not for supporting the troops. It's for supporting the war. But they're twisting that into a support because they've, they've and more made than the- half the people are contractors. That's where all the money is getting sucked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, I, I was just reading this morning. There's apparently Global Services, Inc. in the Netherlands, which I've never heard of, impossible to find on Google. One of their helicopters... Uh, went down in Afghanistan and they can't find it uh, and I'm like wow I didn't even know this there's like a like a huge Dutch uh, company that that provides food and stuff I, I had no idea I had no idea that it's just it's amazing all these this is a huge money maker but guess what the money's going out of our pockets into these companies pockets there's more contractors in Iraq and Afghanistan than actual servicemen and women. More. No, this is a, a huge scam. And the, the thing that bothers me the most is the fact that the right-wing talk show guys, with maybe one exception, but generally speaking, are all pounding the drum for more troops, more war, more war. You know, we get, and then there's the thing is the the comment that was made by somebody. It was at or that. There, there. Maybe even Obama said something. Like, We're going to finish the job. Finish what job? The place is a shambles. You, this is. There hasn't been a, a a country. Russia sent at least uh, probably ten times more people to Afghanistan. They couldn't get anything accomplished. There, it's, and they it's were there not for possible. ten years. They were there for ten years. We've been there for nine, so we're getting pretty it's close. It's not possible to do to just get out. It's the stupidest waste of money. It's not going to accomplish anything. Oh, the humanitarians. Oh, the poor women over there are going to be beaten up by their husbands. They've been beaten up by their husbands apparently for a long time. There are people in America who are beating up their wives. The fact of the matter is this is ridiculous. And the fact that Obama would make these promises and then, I mean, I, of course, I didn't vote for the guy, but... I was. I thought that was. I thought they voted him in to, so he could end these wars. I thought that's. What, I don't know. I'm sure there's a few Democrats that listen to our uh, broadcast. How many of you voted because you wanted to end the war? End the war. Well, yeah. now what? You just still think everything's hunky dory? Why don't you complain about it? You know, uh, it's it's funny you say that because um, you know I did my experiment with the Sarah Palin book where I uh, I bought it. I walked around with it in the at the airport is where I bought it, and I read this book. And I and I I do want to say a few things about it, but um, uh, this came up at the office the other day, <laughs> and uh, I was there. No, no, you weren't there for the second part. The second part oh, okay. was best because I mentioned this. Actually, um, Bryn, one of our engineers, came over, and I was standing right near Maggie's desk. Now, Maggie is a sixty-year-old black woman who uh, is uh, my uh, executive uh, assistant, uh, but really uh, is is big mama bear. She takes care of a lot of shit. And I love her dearly. And even though we disagree on politics, you know, we we have a a, a real respect for each other. So Bryn comes over and says, because he's been reading some Twitters, and he says, "Dude, did you really read the Sarah Palin book?" And I'm like, oh, "Okay, so here's another zombie." And then Maggie goes, "What? Oh no, you didn't. She's that woman is stupid. That woman is stupid." I'm like, "Wow, did you read the book, Maggie?" 
don't have to. You know, she's the product of incest. Like, <laughs> like, wow, this is really, really, really outrageous. And I said, okay, I said, hold on a second. She, did, said, she didn't write that book. Who wrote that book? I said, probably the same guy who wrote Audacity of Hope. You know, and and then she's like, oh, good one. No, but the, but then it, it it got even worse because. Uh, she's like, I'm so glad she didn't get in the White House. That would have been horrible. I said, Oh, oh really? So, what is uh, your? Uh, how's that Obama working out for you? He has done more good for us. I'm like, Well, what has he done? And she couldn't name it. She kept going to like, She's going to get us health care. I said, But, but Maggie, you know, name one thing he has actually done so far. We inherited all of this. I'm like, Oh my God, you know, <laughs> the zombieism is just so, so prevalent. Now, I, I, can I just say a few things about the. Uh, Going Rogue, uh, which actually has a subtitle, An American Life, which it truly is. This is a very interesting book to read. It's, it's not hard. I, I have to believe she wrote it. She's a pretty good writer. You know, she, she does her Facebook stuff. What's interesting about this book is two main things. One is all of the trooper gates and all the, all the things that were trumped up in the media. She completely debunks all of that. It's very, you know, it's, it, it's, completely the way it happens in in lamestream media whether you're Britney Spears or whether you are Sarah Palin it doesn't make any difference okay it's this is just the way it goes they find someone who said something who blogged about it and then before you know it it's headline news she also uh continuously throughout the book talks about how the how poorly the campaign was managed by headquarters in Washington, and this is actually where the title of the book came from, because they would say, "Oh, you can't do that, Sarah. You you can't say this," and you know, and and whenever she would do things that she felt was right, um, then uh, the HQ would say, "Oh, you know, she's going rogue again." And um, very interesting. Just a lot of her history I didn't know about. She. Really, she's an all-American girl. She's my age, by the way. All-American girl, grew up like many Americans, which is not all New York, Los Angeles, and San Francisco, where we, you know, our fish comes on the platter on the rice with the wasabi. You know, she goes out and she guts fish and she catches the salmon and and uh, shoots caribou and and eats it. You know, which is, by the way, that's the way it kind of always has been in America. It's just that we're, even I am somewhat zombified. Uh, of, of the thought of killing a beast, but of course, you know, we'd much rather go get our, you know, saline injected turkey at uh, Whole Food. Uh, Whole Food probably doesn't sell saline injected turkeys, but you you get my point. And um, she has a lot of. Ex- I, in fact, I believe she has more executive experience than Joe Biden. Executive experience, right? So she's actually not legislative, but actually running stuff. Yeah, that, that argument's probably valid to some extreme. Although I'm not absolutely sure that this commercial for Sarah Palin is. Well, no, no. Uh, but hold on, it's not a commercial for Sarah Palin because when I hear her talk about Afghanistan and about um, you know the Fort Hood um, uh, shooter, I'm like, okay, you know, pff, she's totally buying into all of the bullshit. And so like, she would, she would never be my vice president or president ever, but she certainly has been assassinated to an amazing degree. It is a great study. Again, there is no difference between Britney Spears and Sarah Palin. No difference whatsoever the way she was treated, etc. And I am convinced that Katie Couric, uh, not, not really Katie, of course, because she doesn't sit down behind the editing console. But when you read about all the things that were put on tape and all of the, 
uh, uh, the you know hours of interviews that were done and what you actually see show up on television, then you start to understand even better how it works where CBS assassinated her. So it is not yeah, a- no, that's true. In fact, a lot of you know media experts will tell you if you're going to be in that position, uh, you don't do those types of shows. If you're going to do any sort of uh, interview, you do a live, unedited interview. Live. Yes, live. It's, it's got to be live. And, and even the, can I call you Joe thing, all of that stuff she explains, it's her side of the story, so take it with whatever grain of salt you want, but certainly very, very believable, right down to Trooper Gate. And, um, and you know, it's, the woman had uh, a child born with Down syndrome, which... Um, yeah, you know, that's really tough on parents. The way she was treated, uh, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, there's no sympathy whatsoever. Zero sympathy. Zero. And so all I'm saying is that I find it amazing that people look at me and actually tell me I should not read a book. What, what, I mean, what is this, Mein Kampf? You know, it's, you know, it's like, you know, I, I love to read all kinds of books. In fact, when you tell me I shouldn't read something, I'm going to go out and read it on purpose. I have said this for a long time, which is that you want to read both sides of all arguments. You want to, you want to read Rush Limbaugh's you book. You want to read Obama's book. You want to read Kennedy's book. You want to read Lenin. You want to read Marx. You want to read uh, Ho Chi Minh. By the way, his uh, stuff is outstanding. Uh, you want to read from all all perspectives so you can have some understanding. You just don't reject things out of hand like that. I was there in the office when you were mentioning this to one of the people there, and she basically said she was laughing at you. She said, I wouldn't read that book. I wouldn't read that book. Why would you, why would you read it? I'm not going to read it. I mean, why not? I mean, is it, I mean, if you really think that she's a bonehead, read the book and then find the bonehead things in there so you can ridicule her. But just to throw this stuff away just out of hand is, is, is bigoted. It, it's not only that. It's un-American. It is undemocratic. It is, it, 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 you're, it, it, I think if you're, if you're going to say, that's like book burning. That's like book burning. It's this, it's no difference between burning in the book and saying I'm not going to read it. There really isn't. You no, know, it's actually, it's virtual book burning. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Now, back to the point you made earlier, which is the one about how, you know, central command was telling her what to do, left, right, and the other. Yeah. Uh, I'm reminded of the time that uh, Walter Mondale, who ran for president, was soundly trounced, the Democrat. And, uh, I'm reminded of the time he came, I think it was the Carson show. He came on the Carson show, and the guy, I would have never believed it. The guy had personality. He had a sense of humor. He was telling jokes. He was keeping up with Carson, which is no easy task. And I'm, th- I'm watching this going, what? where did this guy come from? Yeah. Why wasn't he the guy running yeah. for president? Yeah. I, I may have voted for him. You know, they, they shut these guys down because they have these controlled, you know, these controllers, that the, 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 the shadow government that runs these campaigns. Yeah. And they don't let anyone do anything because they're, they're, they're fearful that they're going to say the one bad thing and then they'll never be able to get out of the hole they dug for themselves. But what it does is it, it t- takes why, why even have the election if we're going to do it this way we don't even get to know who these people are i'll I'll take it even one step further john i'll tell you i i don't i think i think hq wasn't the republican party i think it was the democrats i think it's just one party sitting there pulling all the strings moving all the levers and she was totally connecting with people (coughs) dennis miller by the way big supporter of sarah palin according to the book which i find kind of fun um she was 
totally connecting with people, and they kept saying, no, don't do this, don't do that. And may I remind you, Katie Couric, CBS, David Letterman, CBS. I mean, there was a total hit, hit squad out to get her, and it, would, and it came from headquarters, you know? this is It's so completely obvious. Now, for those of you listening to this broadcast or the podcast, you're lucky because you don't actually have to read the book. You see, John and I will do that work for you. And so you, even if you don't want to read it, you still can sound somewhat intelligent at cocktail parties, hanging out around the turkey. You can get a little conversation going. You've, you've got enough facts about the book. You've got enough background about her. And all it will cost you is $5 a month. That's all, that's all we really need. We need some donations. I, I spent, I slept, you know, I slept less <laughs> because I'm reading this book as quickly as possible. I'm not a fast reader, actually. Um, so I had like, you know, three sessions before I read the whole thing. We're doing this work for you. Look at, look at my freaking show. You wait until you see the show notes for today's show. It's unbelievable how many links I have that, are, that you can research. The show and notes read. are worth the price of admission. People should be just sending us f- their, their, all the money they've got in the bank for these show notes. You can take it to it, the it, bank. Especially people that, that want to do research. Let me thank a few people who donated this last, uh, uh, this last week. Uh, again, Australia seems to be uh, right at the top of the list. Rich uh, Burgess and, and Mafra. Victoria mm-hmm. gave us a hundred. Aaron, uh, oh great, you know Tunstall. Aaron A A R O N Tunstall, one hundred seventeen from Clementon, uh, Clementon, New Jersey. Michael Menzies, of course, gave us the uh, Menzie. Is it Menzie or Menzies? Well, anyway, Menzies, I think it is. Yeah, he's uh, the uh, our Australian executive producer for a second time with $300. Philip De Silva, and by the way, Michael, thanks. And, and thanks for the note. Philip De Silva um, gave us 6139 to highlight Bill C61 of the 39th Canadian Parliament, which is some Copyright Sorry. Act scam. Yeah, what is that? It's a copyright, and they're going to try to crack down. They're essentially taking copyright to new heights. Oh, good. So you know, so you won't be able to even quote. You won't be able to play that Obama clip. Um, <laughs> Take me to jail town, now. Which I always mispronounce. He's in Ontario, but his, the town is Etobicoke. What's his name? I stepped on you. Etobicoke. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the town. Philip De Silva is the name of the uh, donor the to highlighting C sixty one. Marcus uh, Volter, a hundred dollars, and he's in. Uh, okay, I, he wants us to plug Omega. Uh, Omega Stau Podcast, O-M-E-G-A-T-A-U. Oh, it's O-M-E-G-A-T-A-U, Omega Tau Podcast. Omega Tau, he, is that, that's like a fraternity podcast. Yeah, Omega Tau. But he's in Gropingen, Deutschland, uh, G-O-E, or Gopington, Goping, Gopingen. Spell it, <laughs> spell it, spell it. Like, I'll just spell it once. G-O-E-P-P-I-N-G-E-N. Yeah, right. What you said. Goipingen. Goipingen. Goipingen, Goipingen, maybe, yeah. Matthew Graham, $63 from, uh, uh, oh, man. You know, I write this down. It looks like I can read it. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, oh, no, 68. This is why I said points against me. Matthew is an Ohio State uh, nut. 
And so the $63 represents the number of points scored against Michigan okay. while he's been going to Ohio State. Got it. He's, he's in Grove City, Ohio. We, it will take any kind of crazy symbolic gesture. Uh, Steve Taft, uh, who's given before Marietta, Georgia, I believe he has. Marissa Harriman. Uh, in Thornsland, Queensland, Australia, another Australian, uh, 101. Thank you. And she's also becomes number 27 of the women listeners. Uh, Christopher Greep, G R I E P, uh, in Edmonton, uh, Canada, 6666. Uh, we get that. We understand. And it. Alan Chow in Flushing, New York, with $150. And then we have a bunch of $50 donors, 50 to $55 donors that I'll uh, uh, mention. Uh, DUI-help.com actually is going for knighthood. Barry Wilson, uh, again in Australia. Malcolm Blair in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, and then we have P. No first name I have, but it's a guy in Amsterdam. I think it's a guy. And his last name is spelled S-N-E-E-K-E-S. S N. E E K E S. Snakes. 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 I think snakes. Snakes. Uh, then uh, here's. The, I'm going to actually save this one for last. Uh, OKC Defensive Tactics uh, gave us uh, 50. Uh, Dwayne Cawthorn, Austin, Texas. Christopher Malmy in Cherry Valley, Massachusetts. And Ed Farrell or Farrell in Kissimmee, Florida. And then Jennifer Ivory in Niceville, Florida, if there is such a town. She has a. I want people to go to this site because I have seen this woman's art. And I swear to God, I did until she sent this letter in and plugged her website, which is insectworks.com. I N S E C T W O R K S dot com. She makes insects. Because uh, essentially they're sculptures, but they're not. But they look like they look like one of those bugs. You know, you see people that have these bugs in a uh, on a display with a pin through them, and there's a bug, and somebody collected the bug because they're bug collectors. Mm -hmm. She makes these same bugs, but she makes them out of feathers and, and goo and yeah, beautiful. toothpicks. I I've seen her stuff. I never knew this. I thought these were bugs. I, yeah, I'm looking at the butterflies. I'm like, yeah, okay. The that butterflies looks like a butterfly. are astonishing. That's yeah, it is beautiful, isn't it? Oh. Anyway, she's uh, insectworks.com. Go buy her stuff, ladies and gentlemen, immediately. Uh, I can't imagine how much work she puts into one of these things. Anyway, that uh, anyone we would really appreciate all these donations and even the smaller ones that go to noagendashow.com or dvorak.org slash NA. We need your help, and we need it on an ongoing basis. Uh, the $5 subscriptions are great, uh, but any other donations even more or is, is as appreciated. And, 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 of course, the executive producers. Yes, and it would have been nice if we could have said it's been a great thanksgiving but just hearing that list i know it hasn't been that great of a thanksgiving uh, i do want to thank producer new producer murray who uh, sent me a note adam a well a while back i signed up for an audible account through one of leo's twit promotions tonight i decided to cancel my audible subscription which cost me 15 dollars a month and signed up for the five dollar month no agenda subscription i would have happily signed up for ten dollars or even fifteen dollars a month if one was available i get much more enjoyment out of no agenda than i ever did out of my audible account so that's another good idea just take a look at the things that you're subscribed to right now and uh... and cancel and that 
and send it to us. And by the way, you can you can set up a recurring payment. I think for fifteen dollars a month. To, yeah, you uh, can do that, or you can. By the way, if you have extra money in your PayPal, or go check and see if you have a PayPal. I think a lot of people. I got it. We got a number of people who sent like a buck twenty three, seven dollars and fourteen cents. That were all just dumping out their PayPal account because they don't. They never used it, or they don't like it, or whatever, and they just wanted to close it out. And I thought that that's all uh, well and good. But so you know, I, we also should mention that we are working on Thanksgiving because we we do want to keep the show on a regular schedule. So we, if it's a holiday, it's only a holiday in the United States and something of a bogus holiday. And, and, and we, you know, we don't need, yeah, we don't believe in it because um, real Thanksgiving date is October third, as John has explained previously on this show. Uh, there were no pilgrims and Indians sitting down. It was uh, what the hell was it again, John? The real well, Thanksgiving. A, if you go to the blog, dvorak.org slash blog on today's uh, listings, you'll see the entire long-winded story with links to a second version uh, that kind of discusses the Thanksgiving. It began as a uh, Thanksgiving for the health of the soldiers in the Civil War. That was when it was officially codified. And then... Uh, and this was uh, Abraham Lincoln who did that, correct? Yeah, Abraham Lincoln did that. But it's been done before. It's been in and out of vogue. Thomas Jefferson, they had some sort of festival in... in Various parts in of fact, it. in fact, if you even think about it, you know, this of course is a complete enjoy your shopping experience holiday because it's all set up for Black Friday, and it's always the third Thursday in November, which is never on the same date. So it's like, duh, you know, don't you yeah, understand? No, it's a setup. It it's, it's a, a, it's a scam. mercantile scam. Yeah, which of course is what we do as Americans because that's really what our economy is based on. Uh, yeah, I don't have any complaints about it. I just I have my only complaint is the is the is the is the lack of or the or the or the hype over the pilgrims and the Indians sharing a table with a turkey, which they probably you know, and and dressing and and what you know mashed potatoes and whatever you know you have for your Thanksgiving dinner, uh, as some sort of thing that's been going on since the 1500s. It's bull. But I'm a buzzkill. So in, uh, in the fine tradition of, uh, of Thanksgiving, uh, more than 150 countries have agreed to sign the international ban on landmines, the landmine treaty. Oh, except for um, uh, the Obama administration, those fine, loving people. We won't sign it. We're not going to sign no landmine ban. We want kids to be blowing their shit up years from now. <laughs> You'll find that link, a fine article in the uh, in the show notes at noagendashow.com, curry.com, and dvorak.org. So, yeah, let's just wrap up the uh, – thank you very much, everyone, for the donations. It's not enough. It, it really isn't. Um, and there's only two ways to go. In the short term, we need people to donate as much money as possible. Become a knight if you if you have the, the cash. Um and then the other way, longer term, is if every single listener to this show gave us $5 a month, we'd be set. So if you're going to give us a, a big chunk of change, consider also signing up for the $5 a month uh, plan because uh, it's those little bits. At the end of the day, as uh, it'll probably at, at the rate we're going, it'll take two more years before we can even – I want to quit my day job. How many times have I said that to you, John, in this past <laughs> week? How many times do I say I want to quit yeah, my I'm job? Uh, and John keeps saying, oh, way man, wait. too many times. John keeps saying, man, wait six months. Like six months, I can't. I need to be sitting down. I need to be reading stuff. I need to be researching stuff. I don't have enough hours in the day to do all this. This is what happens. He was so he was just happy as a clam when he was sitting in his place in London or when he was in Amsterdam. But he's over in San Francisco now, and and yeah, he was real happy. Into a Californian dude surfs up. <laughs> no, what, the way it worked there is I had all day to read and research. 
because, of course, San Francisco wasn't open until 4 in the afternoon. And then I'd have another work day. So I basically did. And, of course, it resulted in a divorce. <laughs> and, and, by the way, not going to be a cheap one. <laughs> if you want to know what I'm going to do with the money. God yeah, damn. pay bills, pay yeah, lawyers. Pay, pay two and a half households. Uh, anyway, we, we appreciate the donations, but we need more. It is just not enough, and we are really... Yeah, especially compared to what these PBS people make. Oh, uh, org slash NA. Help us out. So a couple of things around uh, from around Gitmo Nation. Uh, in the Netherlands, a fantastic... Fan- oh, I'm so proud of some of my my uh, my Dutch freedom fighters. So, um, you know, there's all these uh, databases being... I've got actually got a couple of stories on DNA databases, etc. So now in the Netherlands, they've come up with... Uh, the government there has come up with this kind of scam saying, well, um, you know, you, everyone... So the European law has already been passed. And, of course, now that Europe really is Europe and they have a president and the Lisbon Treaty was signed, hey, told you so, here it comes. Um as of actually September, everyone in the Gitmo Nation Europe has to have an identity card. Ausweisbitte. And in the Netherlands, they're saying, you know what? You also have to give us your fingerprints. Which Where are your papers? Your papers, please. Yes, your papers. Give us your Ausweis. So they're saying you have to give us your fingerprints, and everyone now has a number. So uh, this group, um, let me just find out what's the name of uh, the group is Het Nieuwe Rijk. And uh, this is, so there's a Dutch story in the show notes. They sent out these really professional-looking folders. Uh, I'm not quite sure how they're funded. I, haven't, I don't have enough time to dive into it that deeply. They sent out these really professional-looking folders as if they were coming from the government, as if they were kind of... It doesn't really say it, but it looks like it's coming from the Ministry of uh, uh, Interior, uh, from the Interior Ministry. And, and, and it's got these great pictures that said, here's a great idea. You should tattoo your ID number on your arm. <laughs> it's fantastic. They actually have pictures of someone getting their number tattooed on their arm. For those of you too young to know. <laughs> I got to get a copy. This, this is, is course, great. Yeah, I'll get, I'm going to Skype you the link. This is what the Nazis did to the Jews in the Second World War is they actually tattooed their number on their arm. And I, I can recall many times uh, going over to friends' houses and seeing their, uh, you know, their grandmothers and stuff, and they have these numbers, uh, and they actually display them quite proudly, of course, because, uh, wow, you know, what a statement that is. Here, John, take a look. You can see the picture. Uh, in fact, let me see if I can get to their website. It might even, might even have big... Uh, Oh, here it is. Oh, it's a JPEG of the folder. Oh, perfect. Hold on. So, uh, oh, this is in great. the meantime, here, click yeah, this. I'm looking at it. Now, oh, this, this is very one. funny. Now, click this one. This is even better. That's the uh, that's the actual JPEG. So I'm so I'm very very proud that they did that. And of course, now the the Ministry of the Interior is saying, <laughs> "Oh, we're going to sue them because they used our house style, which is the oh, uh, <laughs> what a bunch of weenies." <laughs> So we- they used our house to look and feel. You know, in the United States, by the way, uh, you can't sue people over anything that's a parody. 
Well, uh, and of course, parody is very subjective to what is a parody or not. Well, I don't think this is too objective in this case. By the way, in the meantime, of course, there's a there's a uh, scandal supposedly a brewing in uh, the UK where they uh, it's believed that now they're just arbitrarily arresting people left right. and right. For, yeah, just, for the just sole to get their DNA, building up their DNA database. Yep. Okay, well, I guess we were wrong. Uh, 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 you can go, but yeah. uh, we'll keep the swab. Yeah. You know. More than three-quarters of young black men aged between 18 and 35 are on the system, according to uh, a report, which you'll find in the show notes at uh, noagendashow.com. And, of course, um, this has been a big debate for, for many, many years in the, in the United Gitmo Nation of the United Gitmo Nation Kingdom. Um, because basically everyone's now collecting DNA. <laughs> this like they've built up this huge database. I think they have eight million people in it already, which is about that's uh, almost twenty uh, percent of the population. And and you know there's no rules. Anyone can access it. And uh, you know I still have to go back to the validity of DNA. You know it doesn't quite work like CSI. You know what is happening there, John? You okay? Some guy's horn is going off. Okay. It's not exactly like CSI where there's like, oh, we've got a match. We've got the rapist. It's not quite like that. It doesn't CSI call. is getting worse. Yeah, it doesn't they had this right. one, the CSI New York had this one where they're floating around. And then they, they, I, did, I was going to take a clip from, but there's no, it was all visual. And essentially they were trying to track some guy down and they had these cameras all over New York as though it was like, uh, uh, London, and so they were following the guy running down the street on all these different cameras, and they cut to a camera, and they show the red light coming on, and then they'd show the control room, and say, well, he's on camera three around Battery Street, <laughs> yeah. and he's on camera four, he switched to camera six, and they're following this guy, and he's in the alley, we, you got him now, and I'm looking at this thing, is this, try, are they trying to make people feel comfortable with all these cameras, or is this go crime fighting? I mean, the whole, the me messages are, are, are screwy. By the way, I suspect that we're going to start finding some scam way to start collecting DNA in this country, too. Oh, of course. And by the way, you know, what's happening is the American people, and you're not seeing this on television, because, of course, that's already been ridiculed as, oh, those crazy teabaggers, <laughs> which are really just pissed off Americans. And, and, and for, those, for those of you not living in the <laughs> United guns, States, by the way. well, you know, <laughs> funny you say that, because Outdoor Wire, which is a, um, uh, I think it's one of the largest... Uh, gun websites on uh, on the net has named President Obama Gun Salesman of the Year. Oh <laughs> as, yeah, as yeah. Uh, now I'm familiar with this though. The Obama effect with the gun the gun industry has been phenomenal. It is These unbelievable. Guys, there are yeah, so no, the many guns have being gone through sold. their ceiling. Yeah, and it's because yeah, and this is the this is why I love America so much. I really I love this country as much as I bitch and moan about it because at the end of the day. When the shit really hits the fan and, you know, the, the Obama administration is building up their million-person army in, uh, in the United States itself. And we all know about the MIAC report, which we discussed, where, hey, anyone who carries around a copy of the Constitution or supports Ron Paul or listens to No Agenda, oops, uh, you know, they you get their DNA. Um, the only thing we've got over every other country is we've got guns. And and you can use them for enemies from outside the United States and inside the United States. Well, you know, the proof's in the pudding. Another country that has guns everywhere is Iraq. 
We can't, you know, when the public is just shooting at us. Uh, yeah, exactly. Afghanistan's like- got a lot of guns, and now we, you might as well give up on that. I mean, if you have an armed public and you think you're going to go in there and push people around for whatever reason, uh, for other, whatever good reason, because you have, you know, some agenda of some sort. I mean, I, don't, I still don't understand. I mean, what are we doing in Afghanistan? You know, We're trying let me, to catch let me, all, let me play uh, a clip ben for you, Laden? John. Let me, let, me play, let me play a little clip for you. This is um, Robert Baer. He's a former CIA agent. And, of course, we know it's really the CIA running a lot of the show because those are the guys that have to harvest the poppy and bring it to the processing and fly it into the United States in 747s. Uh, he sums it up very nicely in this clip exactly what's going on over there and why, why we should get out quickly and why it's not going to work. Ooh, nice sound effect. Cool. Here it comes. What is fueling the insurgency in Afghanistan? What we're fighting in Afghanistan is not terrorism, but it's a war of national resistance. And the people that want their country liberated from the West have nothing to do with al-Qaeda. They simply want us gone because we're foreigners, and they're rallying around the Taliban because the Taliban are experienced, effective fighters. The bulk of what we prefer mistakenly as a Taliban. This is uh, Matthew Ho, former senior U.S. civilian representative for the Zabul province in Afghanistan. So these are people who have been there and know what they're talking about. The Taliban on the capital T. Um, the bulk of them are local groups that are paid by the Taliban out of Quetta to be for their allegiance. I don't see these local groups as being ideologically allied with the Taliban. Um, if anything, their only allegiance besides money is the fact that they don't want an outside presence, whether it be the central government or the U.S., in their local communities. So essentially what they're saying here is, is and you're right, John, is like, hey, you know, they've got guns. Uh, every household has a gun. And they're lining up around the, the capital T, which is the Taliban, because those guys are organized. They've got, you know, they got gun or kind of organized. They've got guns. And we do the same thing. If some foreign people came into our country, we'd be lining up between the, behind the capital T, the T-baggers, which is just people with guns saying, hey, you know what? Screw you. Screw you. We're going to blow, blow your shit up. And it's all because we're there. They just want us out. They look at us as outside forces, uh, colonial forces, if you like. And, and no one is ever going to rally around that national army which we create. And that is the reason why there is not a single effective unit in Afghanistan that can operate on its own. This is an occupying force. The Afghan National Army is led by Tajiks and Uzbeks in urban costumes, and it is occupying the rural Pashtun South. So any support to this Afghan army only exasperates the civil war in Afghanistan. The Karzai is, is not going to win this war in his army. Uh, neither is the Northern Alliance, neither are the Uzbeks. They are not going to win a civil war or a war of national liberation. Uh, this is the same, same civil war that began in the 70s that caused the Soviet Union to invade. Um, just because the you know, United States and NATO invaded in 2001 did not end that civil war. The civil war is still going on. We have All right. So you get the point. These are the these are the real experts who you won't see on television because they're not on board with the program. 
Yeah, no, I know. They're not on board with the program. They're not going to say that they're not going to spiel the bullshit. They're going to uh, tell, you know, tell from their perspective, which is probably a, a decent one. And uh, nobody wants to hear it. Nobody at CBS or NBC or Huffington Post or any of these places well, want to hear anyone, it. Wait, wait, by the way, what really gets me still, though, is that Obama thing. I mean, everybody voted. For, I mean, all these people vote. All the liberals voted for Obama to get us out of these wars. And as he gets this happened, I, you, we saw this with Lyndon Johnson. I mean, and the guy gets voted in. The next thing you know, he's, he sends you know half a million people, troops to uh, to uh, Vietnam in a, another ridiculous war where there's no you know that you know where you couldn't win. It was impossible because the people weren't with you. I mean, nobody was throwing posies at the Iraq invasion invasion like ooh, like all Wolfowitz and all these uh, neocons said. Oh, they're going to be welcoming us, welcome, welcoming us with open arms. Nuts! They didn't welcome us at all, and because they didn't trust us for one thing, and so now we're stuck there. I don't know. The whole thing is ridiculous. Let's listen we to say, "Well, we got to win. We got to. We got to get the job done." In, in Iraq, for example, win against who? Who would come over and sign a surrender document? Name the person. Yep. Who signs the surrender document? How do we win? Who do we win against? Who is the person? Who is terror, the group? Terror, John. That's why, yeah, it's, that, that's why that, it's so beautiful. You call it the war on terror. This is, right. This is like the same kind of scam as, as CO2 emissions. Yeah. They're just part of nature. Yes. Yeah, so once again, our formula is pretty damn simple. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. And we don't care who it is. We'll hit you in the mouth regardless. <laughs> we really don't. Really, we really don't give that a rat's ass. I do. It's the drums. You're right. Let's listen to our president one more time as he was campaigning. His big promise, first thing he's going to do. I will promise you this, that if we have not gotten our troops out by the time I am president, it is the first thing I will do. I will get our troops home. We will bring an end to this war. You can take that to the bank. Liar. Take it to the bank. Yeah, you hey, lie. I got a clip. Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm racist when I say that. I don't, I don't <laughs> see a... black or white. I see lie. That's what I see. I see lie. lies. I see uh, lies. So, I, so I'm watching the Jane Hartman having a kind of a, a, a meeting of her constituents and, and this woman. This is the hopeless clip. Yeah. This woman, who I think is pretty typical of uh, of some people out there, uh, and I don't want. You remember when we played that crazy girl in Santa Cruz who gave testimony before oh, the city council? Yeah, that made yeah. no sense. Where we we could grow stuff. <laughs> Gross stuff. This woman here, who's speaking in a, uh, a kind of a, if anyone used to watch the old uh, uh, TV show Mad TV when Miss Swan was on, I think uh, this may be her. My name's Lee Young. Uh, about this, uh, it, it sounds like Ariana Huffington. <laughs> what are you talking about? Isn't it her? It sounds like. Let's play it. Uh, about this uh, patriarch and uh, torture and all these type of things related to liberties, related to our constitutional rights. I want to ask this panel to really make a dis really a comparison of domestic and overseas or foreign affairs that torture things. I think just... Uh, what the hell is she saying, John? <laughs> She's saying about the terrorism, domestic torture, why? Yeah, she kind of makes the point at the end if you'd let it play. But we have to label whether who is a bad apple. Whether bad apple is coming from within our United States officials or who really make up stories, who really take up, let's say, for instance, people's Muslims' 
their properties, everything away from them, and then label them as as terrorists, and then send them over to the Guantanamo Bay. They in domestic, they do the same thing. They label people as a uh, inferior with a racial profiling, with a contempt of order, take their, their resources, ask them to pay maybe even million dollars for domestic issues, uh, which is really unjustified. And if they, if they don't pay, they can send them to jail, even decades. Even they will have global search of their resources and uh, prosecutor and financial institutions say, well, let's uh, just release him because there's no resources. And we are here, the officials, the law enforcement, FBI, if you just inform FBI that there is a tampering of computer, police computer database, the FBI, instead of resolve the problem, resolve the car theft by the, by the car dealers, they target on the citizens and become citizens, become the targets forever, for decades. And now they, they take away the citizen, maybe the home, the cars, the social security card, and the passport, everything is possible. And if they want, they can just deport these immigrants. So I want Thank to you. be sure, just spend a real day looking into this problem, resolve the bad air and bad posts, and then we can have prevention done. Otherwise, it's hopeless. You know, this is great. When we get the No Agenda stream up and running, she's getting her own show. <laughs> she's great. She's now, awesome. And she's saying all she's saying all the right things. It's just that, you know, this this type of person no will get ridiculed. Tissue. Will get ridiculed out of town because you know, she sounds so weird, but she's she's saying some really, you know, true stuff. Yeah. Well, that's an example of pidgin English. And actually, when I was listening to that, I realized that people who don't really get to English and they still speak either you know, one of the iconic languages that uses, you know, like Chinese that uses the uh, icons to, to that many of those things that the, the verbs and noun structure is totally alien and, and essentially she oh, makes nothing but sense if it yeah. was all written. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, you just, it's hard to get past the sentence structure and the and the accent, but uh, yeah. But no, anyway, I just thought it was very funny. But this, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is we listen to C-SPAN and we ha- we are subjected to this constantly. This is why we need your help. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, couple. I of thought th- you get a kick out of yeah, it. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. That that is really nice. I, I got another clip if you want to. But before play you, well, before you do that, just a couple things from around the globe. Gitmo Nation East. Um, massive disruption is expected across Ireland as public services will shut down in a national strike over pay cuts. <clears throat> More than a quarter of a million public workers are staging a walkout. This is, you know, the, God bless the Irish. I mean, they got shafted with the whole Lisbon Treaty. They said no, it was a do-over. You know, eventually you just lose. And if and if it's not by honest voting, they'll rig the machines. That's how that's how it's been done for years. There actually, you know, there is no crisis. There is no problem. There is no swine flu. It's just all created to make you shut up, sit down, and be a good slave. And so I, I appreciate the fact that uh, hospitals, schools, social welfare offices, local authorities are all going to uh, walk out um, over plans to slash 1.3 billion euros from the public sector wage bill. Um, so I, you know, even though that may be somewhat misguided, uh, at least they're showing their teeth because they don't have any guns over there. No guns. Um, one thing from the uh, from the segment uh, two to the head. 
This was just too funny. A number of people sent me this article. You remember the Kentucky census worker uh, who was uh, found hung? His, uh, he was bound with uh, gaffer tape, and the words fed were written across his chest. So, of course, this is part of what's happening, right? Is people, in, particularly in Kentucky, man, don't mess around. People there are awake. And, uh, and they, and, you know, so they're like, hey, you know, screw this shit. Whatever this guy did, I'm, you know, I'm against killing, but I can understand the, the anger. So, of course, uh, the feds come out and say, uh, he killed himself. <laughs> he killed himself, but he staged his own murder. <laughs> Why? Because. <laughs> I don't know. That's not in the article, interestingly enough. The feds wouldn't say why, but Kentucky State Police Captain Lisa Rodzinski said the investigation revealed that the letters fed scrawled on his chest in black pen had been written from the bottom up. And Sparkman's DNA was the only forensic evidence found at the scene. There you go. CSI came out and they said, oh, yeah, clearly this is not a murder. This is clearly a suicide because no one's angry at the Fed. No well, one's you know, angry thing, at yeah. The other thing is, you know, some uh, one of our producers sent something a couple of weeks ago and we never got around to it, which is another example of some government worker that was found dead in a river but with a couple of gunshots and they called that suicide. Apparently shot himself twice and then jumped in the water. Um <laughs> Two to the head, put the gun in the left hand. Two to the head, too. I think he shot himself twice in the head. <laughs> well, this is two to the head. It's suicide. I guess the first shot, I guess you, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe the recall of the gun, I the automatic could shoot I mean, twice. But, and, we, and we just eat that shit up. Oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah, he shot himself twice. Yeah, okay. I got it. Meanwhile, uh, the Obama administration, uh, and this is a great story um, from the North America Interpress Service which I do read from time to time. Um, just I'll give you the headline. You can read it yourself in the show notes at noagendashow.com. With the health care debate preoccupying the mainstream media, it has gone virtually unreported that the Barack Obama administration is quietly supporting renewal of provisions of the George W. Bush-era USA Patriot Act that civil libertarians say infringe on basic freedoms. This thing will get renewed. It won't get renewed as the Patriot Act. That would be way too incendiary. So they're just going to quietly slip in all the, like the FISA and, you know, and removing uh, habeas corpus or keeping that off the books and posse commentatus. All of this stuff is, you know, our, our liberties in the United States have just been removed. But of course, we're actually behind the United Kingdom. We're behind Australia. You guys are the beta testers. And enjoy. Yeah, no kidding. You want to do a clip or you want to quickly talk about gold? Oh, gold. The only thing I want to say is that, you know, now that it approaches $1,200 an ounce, um, HSBC, the uh, this is the big bank, has actually told its uh, retail gold buyers, get your gold out of our vaults, which I find fascinating. HSBC is telling clients to either move their metal or prepare for it to be delivered to their doorsteps. It, it, That's interesting. Yeah, they they don't want the gold anymore in their uh, in their vaults, and it's not quite clear why. But um, let me see. 
Jonathan Potts, manager, managing director of Fidelitrade, parent company of uh, Delaware Depository Service Company, says, I've never seen any relocation like this in my life. Uh, they have uh, now two vaults have been filling up because uh, HSBC is saying literally to their retail clients, get it out of here. And then another story from the National Post, and this is um, about Canada. Remember we were talking about um, that fake gold? The tungsten. The tungsten, yeah. So uh, a report came out, which was released in, released in the news services, that 17,514 troy ounces of gold and other precious metals were missing. And uh, there's a lot of, uh, I have to say, unconfirmed sources who were saying that they went to melt the shit and uh, it was lumpy. <laughs> Lumpy. Because, of, of course, gold melts at like, what, 2,200 degrees and tungsten at 8,000 degrees. And so, you know, literally gold is being stolen out of vaults, stolen from like central banking vaults. You know, there's still no certainty whether America's gold is really at the Federal Reserve. Uh, and, you know, the, of course, the report that we talked about on the last show that China is really pissed off because they bought all this gold and uh, turned out to be bogus. Tungsten. Well, they sell us a lot of bogus stuff, so hey. <laughs> you bastards. So uh, go to WikiLeaks and also look into the... Uh, somebody had just released all the uh, cell phone and... Yeah, uh, you know, it, I've been following this. It's 911.wikileaks.com. I, yeah, yeah. I haven't found anything interesting yet. If anybody no. finds something, can they just send us a copy? Yeah, well, if they have a, a link to a Reddit page, and you know, it it is kind of interesting as a social view because they're releasing it hour by hour, so you can kind of read through all of the. And I think it's pagers more than anything. It's uh, pager messages, not uh, not cell phone text, but just pagers, which of course two thousand one were still pretty prevalent. Uh, there's a lot of um, sysadmin stuff, which is kind of weird. You know, you see like trading desk down, etc. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, personal stuff in there. But, you know, it's like, you know, everyone was emailing me. Oh, they're releasing all this. Oh, someone. It's like there's nothing in there. There's, I, okay, there's so, I, so I, let's do the clip. Uh, Maine Curry. This is a um, this is a healthcare debate uh, clip from a Republican uh, senator from Maine who makes this very interesting argument. And as soon as she did it, I'm thinking, ha. This is exactly what Adam suggested about a month and a half ago. There's another problem that's going to drive up the cost, Mr. President. The very tight rating bans in this bill will increase the cost for young people. Now, why does that matter when we're trying to expand coverage to those who are uninsured? For this reason, Mr. President, more than 40% of uninsured Americans are between the ages of 18 and 34. Extreme price increases for the young and healthy will simply force them out of the market because most young people, I fear, will just do the math. They'll decide to pay the new $750 a year fine rather than paying $5,000 a year or more for health insurance. This is particularly true 
Because under the bill, if they do get sick later, they can still buy insurance <laughs> with no penalty, no increased cost. And no predetermined uh pre-existing conditions rule so if you uh, get cancer all of a sudden you can just say hey i got cancer you uh, by law have to give me insurance and that's why the national association of insurance commissioners and keep in mind this is the association of state officials who regulate insurance these are public officials according to the naic these provisions will lead to severe adverse selection that will drive up the cost of premiums for everyone else who's in the insurance pool. Yeah, I'll, may, I'll take it one step further. As a small business owner, which is under 250 employees, I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. When this bill gets passed, which I'm pretty sure it will because we're too stupid when it gets passed, it's uh, we're going to look at it at uh, at Medio, and we're going to say, you know what? Um, congratulations, everybody. Uh, we're going to pay the the tax, and there's like a four percent tax. It will be cheaper for us to pay the tax for you to go get your public option from the government rather than uh, us paying for it. It'll just be cheaper. We're going to do the numbers. Like, okay, great. Here, and by the way, I think that's why it's set up that way. Go for it. And that, of course, is when the big the big scam comes in. I, the public option, yeah, it's a good idea. It doesn't work anywhere. And, you know, the, ask anyone in the UK. Would, oh, the UK has done it successfully for years. It's the biggest, most expensive piece of crap that that kills people. Yeah, it's great when you get your meds for five pounds. Sure. Well, well, the idea that you pay the seven hundred dollar fee fine and then you uh, yeah you just go out when you get and sick, then you then go you, when you get yeah. sick, but uh, which is why Pelosi, I believe it was Pelosi or one of these uh, folks, uh, <laughs> folks. Has, is trying to get the jail time thing yes. in there. Yeah, two hundred fifty thousand dollars or five years in jail. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. So 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 that people won't take advantage of the obvious loophole. Oh yeah, oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, okay, uh, quick media assassination. The Washington Post shut down all of its offices. Did you read about that? Pray tell. Why? Well, they're out of money. They, <laughs> they got no more money because no, uh, no one's reading it. I wonder why people aren't reading this stuff anymore. Maybe uh, because the information is sucky. Yeah, it's bogus. That's like when and I, I keep hoping, I keep, I'm waiting for Rupert Murdoch to stop, you know, rattling his saber and lock up your shit already dude lock it all up i want every lamestream media outlet please refuse google to index your stuff take your stuff put it behind the paywall please you they don't even have to do that you know there is a robot yeah uh, robot.txt file right you put that you just tell the bot not to index your site and it won't it, google doesn't care if you don't want to be indexed by if the wall, if you, the Washington Post, do not, or let's make it Murdoch, if you, Murdoch, do not want to be indexed by Google because you think they're ripping you off, then maybe you should just put the little text file in there and tell the robots to go away, and they will. Yeah, but I, but take your news away. I don't want your news. It would be fantastic. Then finally we can get some real news out there. I can watch C-SPAN and report on it. If people donated enough money and I had the time, I could do it all day. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. Not a problem. 
Uh, well, you know, I know Newsweek was losing, like, uh, which I think is part of the same News- group. Newsweek is such a piece of crap. You know, I, they were I, losing I like two million dollars a week or something like some yeah, ridiculous. I, I amount keep of money. buying that at the airport and then kicking myself later. Why? Like, Just buy the Economist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Economist is is pretty, it's pretty good. I like yeah, it. It's, it's good, good, good publication. It's and good. there's other things you can re- find here and there. Just a couple of, uh, and by the way, the UK newspapers still have. Some pretty interesting uh, stuff. I, I do yeah, and I wish you know the, the Independent has a uh, international edition, much like the International Herald Tribune, which I ran into in New York once in a hotel lobby. And I wish it would be, show up out here in the West Coast because it's actually really outstanding. The IMF. The, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just say the International Edition of the Independent. The IMF, Inter- International Monetary Fund. Uh, who collect a lot of money from everywhere and give it out to other people. They're kind of like a, a global bank. They're warning that a second bailout would actually threaten democracy, which I think is, <laughs> which I think is pretty true. Good, uh, good read there in Times Online. Uh, Standards and Poor, now while you're, you know, you're, of course you've been following the stock market, like, oh, stocks are up, we're going to hit 11,000, of course, because the dollar has gone down by 35% this year. So that's why gold is also up, is because the dollar goes down so horribly. Standards and Poor, S&P, has given warning that nearly all of the world's big banks lack sufficient capital to cover trading and investment exposure, risking further downgrades over the next 18 months unless they move swiftly to beef up their defenses. This is the unreported, this is the big unreported story, John, is that all of these banks are still, and even little Timmy Geithner when he's being drilled and grilled, admits it you know it's like hey we're, we're still in deep shit here we don't have the tools we need more tools wait, 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 you're saying that they're still in deep shit as you say mm-hmm. what why that's are a, they giving their, their executives term. these billion dollar bonuses well because these guys need to buy up uh you know their uh their beautiful uh homesteads in paraguay everyone's bailing this is this is what this is what people fail to to see is that all these guys this is the last time they can do it they're giving themselves all the money. They're going to take it while it's still worth something. It's going to take a couple, couple of years. It's not going to happen overnight. Uh, you know, it's not like, oh, the dollar is going to collapse tomorrow. I don't, I don't think it happens like that. But as many wise men have said, once the dollar starts to slide, that's it. It's, not, it's never coming back. So um, they're buying up real property now that it's still, uh, you know, they still have their billions of dollars. Real property, real stuff, uh, real slaves. Get it all set up. Go live somewhere else where it's nice and warm, and uh, screw everybody else. Every, this is the big parachute that everyone's pulling, and it's going to happen again. And certainly, if cap and trade gets put into play, it'll take a little bit longer, but there'll be a, another huge bubble. There's a huge bubble right now with the with the carry trade with the U.S. dollar. It's just it's going to blow up. It's it's un, it's unavoidable. Look at history. Oh, I'm sorry, they don't teach that in school anymore. But there is good news, John. Yeah. Yep. There is. I thought you going to have news. some real news today. Yeah. Uh, I, I, well, this I actually do have some uh, some real news for you. Hey, I hit the button and it doesn't do anything. And now back to real news. Aliens from outer space are already uh, among us on Earth. This is a known fact. I mean, I've subscribed to this for a long time. It's just we we. Are so so you're going to read some, some promotion for V? 
No, but I will get to that. Uh, yeah. No, but I'm I'm pretty much convinced that uh, the Pleiadians uh, already live yeah, amongst yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us to the real news. Shut crap. up for a second. I'm, this Jeez. is not crap. Oh. Let me let me finish. So I am. This is one of my beliefs. Okay. I think that the, if you really, if you walk down the street and I force, and even I have trouble doing this, but I force myself to do it all the time, look at the people who are coming from the other direction, smile at them, that's also nice, um, and you will see people, and from time to time you think, wow, that person looks kind of like an alien. Because uh, they, are, they are living amongst us, and I, I believe that um, the Galactic Federation actually already has their ships. You know, not everyone sees them because we never look up at the sky. We never really just, except on uh, Hopenhagen.org, those guys look up at the sky. But, you know, take some time, look at the sky, sit in the grass, chill for a second, become one with nature. The uh, Bulgarian Space Research Institute says they are currently working on a deciphering a complex set of symbols that they have received uh, as they claim uh, aliens are currently answering 30 questions these uh, Bulgarian scientists have asked them. And this is this, the Bulgarian Space Research Institute. It's uh, reasonably uh, legit, I would say, except for the Bulgaria part. Sorry, people <laughs> in Bulgaria. Uh, so, uh, Lezhazar Filipov, who's the director, says the center's researchers are analyzing 150 crop circles from around the world, which they what, believe... What Russian newspaper did you get this from? This is from The Telegraph in the UK. Aliens are currently all around us, watching us all the time, Mr. Filipov told Bulgarian media. They are not hostile towards us. Rather, they want to help us, but we have not grown enough in order to establish direct contact with them. This is what the ascension theory is all about. Raising up the vibrations of your being to a higher level. And I think we are actually doing part of this work with this very program. Because really what it is, is <laughs> it's, it's seeing... All the crap when you can really watch television and say, oh, well, this is just like a movie. This is just, you know, it is literally the yeah, Matrix. Yeah, I think we do accomplish that. I think, uh, you know, if these aliens are out there, let's ask them specifically for a big donation. Yeah. <laughs> now, but Come see, on, that, aliens, give us some money. But see, this is where you show that you have not raised yourself up to higher vibrations yet. Because, and this is why I am, I'm, I'm preparing to quit my day job, John, because... I know that all will be taken care of. I know that I know that when I follow what I am destined to do, everything will be taken care of. It's all going to uh -huh. be okay. It will yeah. be. Well, yeah. I'm having dinner at your house tomorrow. That's free food. Mm -hmm. See, it works. Free food. So um, we have to talk about V really quickly then, because every, talk every about V really everybody, quickly. Everybody, everybody sent us this clip. I, I I might as well play it. V, by the way, is the remake of the. The, the alien show here in the states and I, I i i'm trying to figure out why they're doing this and i think i have a theory uh just listen to this clip and you'll understand what the most recent episode was about neither john or i have the have the the stomach to watch it anymore besides the horrible acting which is so obvious in the audio only clip that just too many ads and it's just crap Sorry, I should have cut off the, the dramatic six. music. Those are six. What they're putting in the vitamin shot. They're experimenting on people. Is that the vitamin shot? No. 
It's the flu vaccine. What, human vaccine? They're not mixing their drug into the vitamin shot. They're mixing it into our flu vaccine. Right. Okay. So the idea here is the V have this fantastic vitamin shot. It cures all kinds of uh, ailments that we have here on Earth. But they're secretly, and the V, of course, are reptiles, and they live amongst us. Follow me now on the story I just told you. Uh, they actually are putting, you know, some deadly poison into the flu vaccine. So I'm thinking, huh? You know, why is ABC a Disney corporation? Why are they doing this? And of course, it dawned on me. That, you know, whenever someone speaks the truth, whenever there is something actually happening that is that is real, you know, listen to Ron Paul or Dennis Kucinich, who, by the way, also believes in aliens. Um, they're ridiculed. I think he might be one of those guys. If you saw him on the he street, could, you'd think he, he could be. One. He could be. He could be. <laughs> um, you know, these people are ridiculed. So I believe the reason why Disney is putting this out there, it comes, of course, from higher command. And it's like, you know, let's just ridicule all these bastards who are saying that we're putting some shit in the, in the flu vaccine. The whole idea of reptile aliens living amongst us, which I think is really true. I don't know if they're reptiles, but I think aliens do live amongst us, good and bad. Um, is just to, you know, this is basically so that people like David Icke are ridiculed. And, and this is, this is what you have to lift yourself above is they're doing this specifically to control your mind into thinking something is funny and not real. And that's why they do it. It keeps your mind away from the truth. So I'm I'm very hopeful actually. When I yeah. when I see this I'm thinking, okay, good. That means that it really, you know, there really there really is something going on here. And uh, when enough people uh are able to lift their vibrations to a higher level uh. or all vi- we're we're made of vibrations, John. You can't deny that. We are we all have a frequency. That's why we say, hey, I'm on your wavelength. What's the frequency, Kenneth? It's channel nineteen, breaker breaker, good buddy. So I think we better wrap this show before we uh, lose our uh, sponsors. <laughs> uh we can't. Why? What do you got another story? It's the no agenda. I was hoping we were going to put the swine flu minute onto Sunday. Now, only only one uh, only one story, just because it uh, it the broke Smith two Gla- days ago. The Glaxo Smith Kline yes. thing, where they're killing people left and right and or making everyone sick up in Canada. They had to recall all the vaccine. That's that basically story. it. Pharmaceutical company Glaxo Smith Kline said Tuesday it has advised, not demanded, not de- you know Toyota does a recall of four million cars because the accelerator stuck. It's all over the news. Oh, every oh, accelerator stuck. Oh, people have died in traffic. Ah! But meanwhile, GlaxoSmithKline has advised staff in Canada to not use one batch of swine flu vaccines because it could trigger life-threatening allergies. Yeah, you mean like neurological diseases? That kind of allergy? <laughs> Company spokeswoman Gwenin White said that they had issued the advice after reports that one batch of swine flu, which makes it sound like a batch of eggnog, you know, like, oh, yeah, it's just right. a little batch. It's just a batch. It's not, it doesn't have a, don't give us the lot number. No, it's just a batch. It might have caused more allergic reactions than normal. Uh, the batch is 172,000 doses of the vaccine. It's quite a few. Yeah, that's not just a batch. 
Whitehead, UK-based GlaxoSmithKline, wrote to Canadian healthcare officials advising them to stop using the batch. On November 18th, she says a total of 7.5 million doses of the vaccine have been distributed in Canada. So they're saying this batch of 172,000, what she's really saying is, hey, Canadians, <laughs> you're screwed. If you got that shot, you are so screwed. And, of course, shares went down uh, by 0.08%. Well, not, I don't know that even, if in Canada even. you get sick from the shot that, that they're, uh, they're uh, held. Uh, um, the, the, you know, we passed a law in the U.S. saying that there's no liability. If you get sick getting the shot, oh, yeah. you can't no, sue there, them. No, that's why it's just an advice. They don't have to do a big big recall. If, uh, if you die from, uh, from the vaccine... There is no legal recourse for you. The, the, your government is that, already. But that's Canada. Is Canada have same that same in, law? Same in the U.S. Everywhere, every single company, every single country that has the flu vaccination for swine flu, has exempted the uh, the makers. Are you of sure it. that this? I think you're just making this up. I'm not making this up. Are you Are you goading me? I'm John just saying. No, I don't know that. That I'd never heard that this was the case every place in the world. Okay, let's Google it real quick. Canadian. Swine flu liability issues. Vaccine liability issues. I love it when you can just type this into Google. Let's see. Uh, Canadian government signs secret agreement with Big Pharma to limit liability exposure. There you go. Is that enough for you? One second link on Google. I can't believe the Canadians would put up with that crap. Well, listen, who owns Canada? England. Well, Apparently the queen, somebody, the queen of they England. Know it's about, yeah, well. yeah, the Queen of England. And who, and who, and who owns, uh, where's GlaxoSmithKline? In England, in the United Kingdom, please. So um, e- even though they may not be out to kill you with this shot, the whole idea here, I just want to reiterate, so you know what's coming. Well, is, there is the connection to the French fries. Yeah, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. The, uh, the whole idea is to get you into the idea that vaccines are preventative drugs. And uh, this is why this health care bill is so interesting. On page one, right there, boom, it says everyone has to, you know, no health care uh, insurer can refuse vaccines. In fact, that is code for vaccines or what you'll be pushing. That's very, very important. Uh, they're coming out with uh, a vaccine against nicotine addiction, against cocaine addiction, against methamphetamine addiction notice by the way no vaccine for heroin addiction which of course is the biggest trade coming out of afghanistan don't want to mess up the market we've got a vaccine for breast cancer we've got a vaccine for cervical cancer actually if you think about it if you think about it if you're going to have vaccines against all these other kind of addictive things except heroin what you're doing is you're driving the market towards heroin yeah of course of course, that will be the only awesome drug left. Gotta love it. Have you ever done heroin, John? No, I haven't seen any reason to. I think we should give it a try. Uh, I'm not. I'm against it. Well, I, I mean, I've done nothing other. It has than a marijuana. bad reputation. <laughs> I think you know maybe maybe that's just all overblown. Maybe it's really awesome. <laughs> I don't know. It's like reading Sarah Palin's book. You know, maybe I should just try some heroin. Someone yeah, seems, apparently, maybe let me know how it goes. Uh, someone seems to think it's good. There's a big market in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can shoot it. You can smoke it. Can you snort it, too? I think so, yeah. Uh, well, I should try the smoking variety. I'll let you know. Hey, uh, right. um, thank you again uh, for inviting me over to dinner tomorrow night. I'm very excited. Uh, and I love the fact that uh, the Dvoraks are uh, just celebrating Thanksgiving one day after Thanksgiving. I think that's very radical. 
and uh, I'll bring some heroin over. We'll all smoke it. I think you should not bring the heroin to the house. <laughs> <laughs> not to the house. <laughs> Alrighty. Hey, John. Yes. I'm. Even though it's a bogus day, I'm thankful that I'm able to do this show with you. I really am. Well, I, I appreciate that. And, of course, you're the one that makes the show work. You're supposed to say I'm thankful to do the show with you, too. <laughs> That's kind of what I was looking for, you oh. douchebag. <laughs> huh. Coming to you from the uh, minimum security containment cell in Gitmo Nation, West San Francisco, California, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where the sun is high, and Adam wants to be high, apparently. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on the early service at the Church of No Agenda on Sunday, right here on No Agenda. Yeah. <laughs>